Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. Whatever time of the day it is, you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Pretty soon I have to start calling this program Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff and Matt. Because, as promised, we've got Matt on for our mid-season review. We're going to bring him on here momentarily before we do that. Thank you for listening, as always. Make sure you uh, like, subscribe, and follow the podcast. Make sure you rate it. It certainly helps out the show. Much appreciated. And so, yes, we're at the mid, basically the mid-season. I talked about that on my last podcast. Kind of went through the records and took a look at uh, four other teams that I think is really the main focus going forward. And I'm going to bring that up and we'll talk about Matt and get his thoughts on, on what we discussed last podcast also. But really what we're going to do today is give our grades. We're going to grade by position and player as far as, um, you know, everybody's performance so far uh, this year. So Matt, uh, once again, welcome back to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Always appreciate you making the time and providing your insight. And uh, so uh, welcome back to the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, Midway through, like you were saying, I think Eagles have lived up to expectations so far. So it'll be interesting to see what what we've got with our player ratings. Uh, That doesn't mean that every individual player has lived up to expectations so far. But the team-wise, if there's anybody out there that was disappointed with an eight-in-one season so far, then I'm not sure you know what you're talking about. So I think everyone's excited to be where we're at. We know we got the tough road left in front of us. Um, But we've done what we needed to do to absorb that second half schedule so and still be in good shape so excited to talk about the players and and give an accounting up till now so since i haven't had you on um the audience knows that uh we both were down in dallas just real quick let's spend just a few minutes uh, from here and i already talked enough about the game myself uh just give uh, your your take feedback uh, on the uh victory over the cowboys Simple. I think the Eagles controlled that game for a large part of it. We couldn't do anything to bother C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. And uh, there's a lot of talk about the refs and blown calls and this, that, and the other thing. And ultimately, I'm like, the the Cowboys aren't even on that red zone or on the five-yard line without three major Eagles penalties to even get there. Good point. The last couple non-calls or whatever you want to call it. Plus, if Dak doesn't step out of bounds, that's a whole different game anyway. So... That's how I put that in a nutshell. I, I did expect Ely Ricks to perform a little bit better in his first shot, but he had a lot of learning going on, and that'll make him better in the future. Because I had, I had previously talked about Ely Ricks, uh, yeah. Eli Ricks, a lot before that game, and he played the whole game. And yeah, he'd been higher of, on him than me, and kind yeah. of the guy that I was concerned about showed up um, in the Dallas game. But we'll see. We'll, I mean, our grades are coming up. I'm sure that. We probably both would have graded him higher before that Dallas performance, but um, be interesting to see what what your grade will be on him yep. and everyone else. But here's a good segue. I want to get this out of the way quick because I, I think you'll find this entertaining uh, in the audience as well because, uh, you know, you kind of gave a good segue just in terms of, you know, Cowboy fans complaining about the refs and everything. Wait till you hear this guy. I'm going to give you just a quick uh, minute soundbite. This, uh, this is a Cowboy fan. This is, this is his reaction. Uh, to losing to the Eagles right after the game. So just take a listen to this, and then we'll uh, – I think you'll enjoy it. So here we go. Because it's not going to happen. But for the 
I won't go any further, but I I can't. What's hilarious about that? Actually, before I give my take, what do you think about that guy's reaction? Where is all I have to say? Yeah. Like, I mean, what's where? funny about it is he's like, he's complaining about the tush push play. And then at the same time, he goes, it's so unfair that there's one team that could do the play and nobody else can. Well, that's that's your problem. That's the yeah. way I look at it. It's not like it's an illegal play. Yeah. Why don't we line up before we hike the ball and we'll say, hey, we can't stop CeeDee Lamb, so you guys take him <laughs> right. out. You can, yes, you can't throw the CeeDee Lamb anymore. Yeah. We'll take the touch push out. You guys can't throw the CD. <laughs> Everyone's happy, equal playing field. What the hell? It's so stupid. Like the whole uh, that whole beef is just, uh, you know, I, I don't have much respect for people that just go off like that because they don't really talk or know anything about football. No, I know. I just, I, just, I just wanted to play it really just for, for – comedic purposes because i just think it's funny um you know he's he's that angry about the eagles beating him because of the touch push <laughs> and they can't do anything else the eagles can't score or do anything else if they sure. don't have the touch push that that was his what his point was give me give me a break Devonte smith didn't smoke the cornerback and have an awesome catch to put us ahead right. and aj brown can't run six seven games whatever that record was of 125 yards yeah. you know that's Without the touch push, right exactly now, that's not to say that we couldn't probably tush push the entire game long and still win football games. But right. talk about our time of possession would be pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I had to, just for just for cannon fodder for the you know uh, the cowboy fans out there, if any of them listen, that that was just that's hilarious. Like I can't. I heard his reaction, and I'm like, man, this is this is this is gold. This is comedy gold. Um. All right, so let's get down to um, to uh, the topic at hand, which is grading the Eagles' performance so far this year. Um, actually, let me take a step back. Before we get into that, I wanted to get your take also. And by the way, we're going to cut this, the show today right at about 45 minutes, so we're going to make sure we stay under an hour. Um, Matt, appreciate your time again. I know you got to run, uh, so we'll make sure we uh, stay on time here. Um one of the things I went through, which was extremely interesting, and I want your feedback. It's on my last podcast. My guess is I just did a couple days ago. You probably didn't get a chance to listen to it. But what I did was I not only looked at the Eagles and where they stand, you know, at eight and one right now with their remaining schedule. We're all familiar with that. But there's really four other teams in the NFC that I see as playoff contending teams. Is there going to be another one that potentially could sneak in? Yeah, maybe, but I'm not concerned about it. Four teams that I dissected and went through their individual schedules as well uh, are the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Lions. 
the one team that I see is the greatest threat to the Eagles in terms of being able to capture the number one seed and home field advantage. Out of all those teams, the one team that to me poses the biggest threat of taking that from the Eagles is the Detroit Lions. Not the Cowboys, not the 49ers, not the Seahawks. The reason is this. Look at their schedule. Right now, they're at 7-2. and two. Here's, their, here's their remaining schedule. And I want to get your thoughts on this. This is, this is exactly what I'm talking about here. So the Lions right now, 7-2. One game. That's it. Behind Eagles for the you know home field best record in the NFC. Here's their schedule. Home against the Bears. Home against the Packers. At the Saints. At the Bears. Home against the Broncos. At the Vikings. At the Cowboys. Home against the, the Vikings. That's their schedule. I look at that and I see at least five easy, manageable wins that they have. So that gets them to uh, 12 wins. And their only challenging games that I see are the two against the Vikings. And they're obviously playing with their backup quarterback, who's playing well, but. And obviously the Cowboys. The Broncos are kind of turning things around. Maybe that's a team now that can pose a little bit of a threat. Otherwise, though, look at that schedule compared to what the Eagles have. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree with uh, the Lions have the easiest part of the schedule remaining. But uh, I don't think the Vikings are going to be a they're, they're going to be a tough out for any team with Josh Dobbs playing the way that he is with the Vikings. It adds a little bit of a wrinkle to that team. And my dog's going nuts right now. So Sounds like coming. your dog wants to uh, give his uh, uh, take on, on the Lions. They dislike your pick there with the Lions. But um, I think – here's the thing. I think Detroit probably could be the biggest threat for the seed. But for some reason, the Eagles always have good luck playing the Lions in Detroit. So I'm, I don't have any – problem with going to Ford Field them to play them in the first round of the playoffs if they had to host it. We would bring it right back to Philly after that. Well, it probably uh, wouldn't be the first round. It would be late yeah. late in the playoffs. But I, I get what you're saying, and I agree. Out of all those teams, the teams that the Eagles would be most comfortably playing on the road f- to go to the Super Bowl would be the Lions. That's true. Yeah. So and I, think, um, go ahead. I think that the 49ers are um, – Well, here's their schedule while you're talking about it. Let me just run it through real quick. They play Tampa at home. Right now they're six and three, so they're two games behind the Yankees. Tampa at home, at Seattle, at Philly, home against Seattle, uh, at the Cardinals, home against the Ravens, at the Commanders, and home against the Rams. That's their schedule. I put them at twelve and five. I got them splitting with Seattle. Got them losing that game to the Eagles. And you know, so I got them at twelve and five. What yeah, I don't have them split with Seattle. I, I think Seattle's Seattle's going down a rough road. Um, there, I think their magic is kind of done. I don't know what's up with Geno Smith, but but Seattle is uh, really. So you have all right. So you're going to put them at thirteen and four. Yeah. So they're falling. I still think. Um, I do. Th- I just think the Niners can sneak up and win that, but I don't. I don't think the Niners are going to split with Seattle. They're going to win both games there. Okay. And. Probably going to beat the Rams. And who's the other two teams? Well, if they end up beating the Eagles, based on what you're saying, yeah, then no, they're no. going to be the number one seed. I think the Eagles-Niners game will be for the number one seed. And, I, you know, Detroit, they threw up a stinker a week ago. Yeah. Uh, out of nowhere. Where you're like, well, that's what? the thing. I mean, they could potentially – I don't see it happening. 
but they could stumble maybe against the Packers or the Broncos. Yeah, they could. Uh, possible. So I, I still think it's Eagles Niners. Okay. One of them. And then um, you know you get the Cowboys, who play the Panthers. <laughs> Another easy game to play the Giants last week. Then they get the they have two games against the Commanders left, who traded their two best defensive players. Then they play Seattle at home, which the we're gonna have to root for the Cowboys in that game, I think. Uh, Eagles at home, Bills on the road, Dolphins on the road, Lions at home, and the Commanders. And I think we're gonna have to root for the Cowboys to beat the Lions too. Uh, and then the, again, they end the season with the Commanders. So that's I got the Cowboys also at thirteen and four. Yeah. Yeah, so I can agree with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good team. You know, the Eagles got the better of them. And we'll see what happens when they have to play again. But um, I think the Eagles have, I don't know what I said in the original record rundown that we did, but I think they've got probably two more losses left. So I think the Eagles will finish with three losses total. Well, we only predicted the Eagles. We didn't predict the Cowboys, so I don't know, you know, um, but is there any other team in the, in the NFC that's going to finish 13 and 3? Well, yes. The last, well, here's the thing. <sighs> what I'm showing, not 13 and 3, 13 and 4. Remember, there's 17 games. Sorry, 13 and So I had, I have the Lions right now. And that, to me, to me, the Lions are the only team that I think potentially, realistically, could actually be 14 and 3. I don't think any of these other teams, Eagles, 49ers, or Seahawks, will get to 14 wins. I think the Lions have the best shot at it. But I'm going to give them. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to have them split with the Vikings, rather than beat them twice, and that'll yep. get that'll make them thirteen and four, which I think is definitely a, a possibility. Cowboys, I have at thirteen and four. Forty ers I have at twelve and five. You're giving them an extra win with the splitting. You know, saying they're going to beat Seattle both times, which is definitely can happen, no doubt about it. So I, I got them at twelve and five. You got them at thirteen and four. So that that's three teams at thirteen and four potentially, and then Seattle. I also have a twelve and five. You're going to have them one, one it will at least one less win than I have. But there's their schedule. They play at the Rams, home against the 49ers, at the Cowboys, at the 49ers, yeah. home against the Eagles, home, uh, at the Titans, home against the Steelers, and at the Cardinals. Yeah, there's at least three losses in there, possibly four. So, yeah, so you got them at six losses. I got them at five losses. Then. <laughs> yeah, you got him at so potentially I'm, seven losses. Okay, so you're not as high in Seattle as I am right now. Nope. Okay. Nope. They're, they're cracking. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, the whole point of that exercise that I did last podcast was just to say that this is how difficult a road the Eagles will have. I mean, even if you eliminate Seattle, there's still two other teams to be three other teams to be concerned about here. Lions, Cowboys, and 49ers to get that number one seed and, and you know, the home field advantage. Um, so we'll see. Those are critical games. And here's the other thing as you're kind of going through this. Um, three of the teams, Cowboys, 49ers, and Cardinals. Well, no, four of the teams. Uh, hang on. Let me get this right. Three teams. Three of the teams. 49ers, because the Cowboys already played the Cardinals. Who beat the Cowboys, right? Didn't they, wasn't that one of their upsets? They lost the Cardinals? Cowboys, yes, they did. <laughs> so, and now they have Murray. They didn't even have Kyler Murray when they lost the Cardinals. Um, no, but they had Josh Dobbs. But they had Dobbs, yeah. That's just interesting. Dobbs, Dobbs is an incredible story. Um, yep. The 49ers, Seahawks, and Eagles all play the Cardinals. 
So that team could actually determine uh, who does end up with home field advantage. You know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if this is uh, such a gimme win. And you know the Eagles game especially, that Gannon's going to be up for that game. He would love nothing more than to uh, play spoiler with the Eagles. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup with that. you know. Um, but I don't think he has the horses on D that he had with uh, this Eagles defense. So I, I think... No, he doesn't. The key to me in that game is is it's in Philadelphia. Like, the Eagles don't play well in Arizona to begin with. But yep. because that game is at home, I don't think the Eagles will lose the Cardinals at home. Yeah, Murray, we'll see how explosive he can be from the from – the, you know, How running. about if he's even playing in that game? Because that's, yeah. that's the second to last game of the season. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Well, I, you know, he'll that means he'll have the rust knocked off. And, you know, Eagles do struggle on defense with these quarterbacks that can just escape. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, um, but, I, I, you know, have no fear. I think the Eagles, it's the Eagles. Well, it's not about that, fear. It's just really just trying to put a realistic picture and get everyone kind of focused on how important and critical those games going to be. Yeah. Well, I agree. It's, I, I just, I would, I agree largely. I would just knock Seattle off there. I, I think it's. So you're not worried about Seattle. Is there another team? I mean, Seattle's the team that I have as a fourth. Do you have another team out there that might pop their heads in this NFC picture? Not for the number one seed, though. No. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't either. Nope. I just, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting because you're talking, you know, Goff and Hurts have experience all the way up to the Super Bowl, and yep. Dak doesn't, and neither does Purdy. So right. it'll be interesting to see how that experience plays out. And the Eagles are the most experienced team as far as all their players go with carrying deep playoff runs. So we'll – and I don't know. We'll, actually, we'll Purdy has more experience than Dak, even because he got his team farther than Dak. I mean, Dak has never played for an FC to the rights to go to Super Bowl. No. Uh, so, and health is going to matter, right? So, we'll yeah. see who sustains injuries. The fact that the Eagles already have to overcome Dallas Goddard's injury is going to be a big deal. Right. I expect that they'll throw more to Julio. 49ers but, are healthy again, so they got their guys back. Yeah, plus they added Chase Young. Yeah, so, they added Young. Which I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't think about that. Uh, when they made that move, is that they both played him and Bosa at Ohio State, so they yeah. kind of already have instant chemistry. Those two guys, yeah. And he just, you know, Chase Young looks when he wears that number ninety-two. He looks as thick and fast as Reggie White. Is he as good? Oh, I no. I said he was. I always said that guy's got all the talent in the world, man. Yeah, he, uh, he, you know, he was with a crappy organization for the first few years, and I'm not sure if he was truly injured. Hello, Johnny Flowers. But he wants to play now, so. Yeah. They're going to be tough. Niners are going to be tough. I, I think it's Eagles-Niners. Well, that game's going to be a war, man. That Eagles-49ers game, and like you said, that could be very well the game that determines the number one seed. No doubt. All right, let's get to the let's get to finally uh, the grades, midseason grades, okay? So, um, I'm going to actually grade as we go along. I know I, I kind of gave you an, an idea as far as uh, – I know you're a busy guy, so maybe we're both going to kind of do this kind of off the cuff. But I have, yep. I have been giving it some thought. But So we're going to start with the offensive line. I want to kind of go through um, – going to go through each player So and, and an overall grade too. So overall, how do you grade the offensive line? Then we'll get into particular players. Overall grade for the O-line. Overall grade for the O-line is a solid A. Yeah, you give him an A? Yep. I'm going to give him a B. And because I think they've given up more pressure than normal uh, this year, um, 
Now, I'm not saying they're playing bad. I do expect them to be A level. Maybe I'll give them a B plus. I'll give them a B plus. I'll just change it to a B plus. So, um, all right. So go ahead. I didn't mean to drop. So get, why? why uh, what's the reason for the A? Uh, I give them an A because they've been hurt. They've been injured. They, um, yep. they, they've, you know, had to deal with uh, Cam Jurgens being out for a bit. So you know, they've had to find. Uh, but if you look across the line, Malata, I, I wouldn't give less. Than, I wouldn't give him less than an A. Uh, you look at the left guard, wouldn't give uh, Dickerson less than an A. All right, well, let's go. To, let's go down the line because I have the names here. So uh, Malata A, you're going to give him. You just said already. Okay, I'm also going to give my lot an A. Uh, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is going to be uh, an A as well. He's usually an A plus, but he gave up a sack, so he's an A. Yeah, I'm going to give him an A minus. Uh, Landon Dickerson. Uh, also an A. A, me too. Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey's an A. Absolutely. Actually, probably closer to an A plus. If there's an A plus on the team, it's, it's in. Kelsey. Yeah. If, if, if not for nothing else, then just being at the bottom of the touch push all the time. <laughs> right. Right. That is a warrior, man. Absolute warrior. And Kelsey just shoveling people out of the way. All right. Well, if we're going to go A-pluses, which I, I was just doing A's, but I'll give Mylotta an A-plus. I don't know if you want to go that high with Mylotta, but I will. And Kelsey, I'll give an A-plus also along with you. Uh. The other one is kind of a mishmash because we've got three different players at right guard. Jurgens, Opeta, and Steen. Yeah, so Opeta, I think, had his chance. I think Jurgens is the best at that position. And then Steen had one game. We'll see how he does against the Chiefs. And uh, who's their boy? So you want to keep that incomplete, or do we want to actually give grades out? Steen's an incomplete. Opeta, I think, is a C player. Yeah, I give a C. Solid B, B plus. And Jurgens, when he was in there, was at least B plus. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that makes it so that right guard position out of all the players we named is enough to pull your A down to a B. Yeah, yeah it does for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I end up with a B plus. I mean, I initially said B, but as I was giving more thought, B plus. But yeah. Uh, okay. Quickly over to the D line, and uh, give me the overall defensive line grade. And then we'll get into the players. I don't know if it's just being an Eagles fan where you just want more all the time. You want to sack on every play. So and you just don't get it because it's not reality. So I think that brings down a lot of these quarterbacks are just like getting rid of the ball so fast. Yeah, I, I want John Madden 1992 Eagles defense all the time where you can just punt the ball every time and just put your defense on the field. We used to kill the quarterback in that game. And just block every punt and attack every player. Like, that's what I want. And that would earn an A-plus, right? So that's my A-plus standard there. So I put RD at about a B to a B-plus. A little bit shake the secondary at times. They have no answer for good receivers like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, But their their D-line, great against the run. Right, so I'd give them an A plus against the run, and I'd give them like a B. That's true. The- it's almost two separate grades: pass rush versus run stop, because they're the number one uh, team in the league against the run. Yeah, so A plus against the run, B against the pass. You know, they they get sacks, but I feel like they should be getting more sacks. Yeah, I'm gonna. I will separate it into run and pass because that makes sense. Um, so I will also do A plus run. You do A plus run. Yep. And what was your – it was just B? 
B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the same thing. I, I agree with that. I think A plus and B is uh, is very fair. Uh, and I expect more also from the pass rush. And again, it's hard to say. Well, I definitely think that there's times when the quarterbacks, you know, have way too much time. You know, and you're like, where's the pass rush? So there's, there's been too many times where I thought that to myself after plays. But it's also a factor in terms of number of sacks and pressures and stuff like that, where these quarterbacks get the ball, rid of the ball fast. But there's definitely been a good amount of plays, especially in the Dallas game, where yeah. Dak had, like, way too much time. Way too much time. And then that being said, though, the balance to that is it seems like they make a play when they need one. So, like, yeah. all of a sudden, Fletcher Cox will be like, nope, you're not going to get this down. Like, we're going to shut you down. And then he gets a sack. Yeah, and that game, Cox, Sweat, and gonna... Brandon Graham all came up with huge and, and Reddick. So it's, it's kind of funny. Maybe that's left over from Gannon's defense a bit where they flex but don't break. And then they make a play when they need to. So, you know, to be able to push the Cowboys last week off of the five yard line and send them back to the 35 to have to make a, uh, you know, a long pass to win the game, like that balances out some of the stuff. But I just wish I saw more of that more often. Yeah. That's all. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So let's run down to players. Derek Barnett. It's almost like you almost want to put incomplete because he doesn't play that much, but yeah, he hasn't Barnett's- done anything either. And he just doesn't look like he has much effort when he's out there either. So he's like a C minus. Yeah, I agree. C minus. Uh, Brandon Graham. Graham yeah, is not, a, not playing as much as normal this year, but uh, it's a solid A man. Yeah. I, he's an A. He's got fewer snaps, but I think he's an A player. Yeah, I'll give him an A also. When he's in there, he still is making an impact. Uh, Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat is B plus, B plus. He's he's one of the guys that I really expect more from all the time. Okay. I'm going to give Josh an A. I think he's been well against the run and, and providing pass rush. Um, Matt's on the B-plus side, which is wet. How about uh, Redick? Redick, I give an A. Okay. I agree. Uh, Jalen Carter. Carter, he was an A-plus, and now he's down to like an A. Did um, you see I the think- Cowboys triple, were triple-teaming him? <laughs> Yeah, they were. So he's getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. The rookie's probably, getting triple team, though. That, that's yeah. amazing. So, and so I don't, some of it is triple teaming. Some of it will be, okay, you're past your college season right now. Yeah, he might be getting some heavy legs, to, you know, now. Might be, yeah. He might be wearing out a bit. Um, so I give him a solid, a solid A. You give him an A? Okay. It's almost sound like you're going to go drop him below that for a second. Yeah, well, I just I want to see more of them lately. And it seems like teams have got them figured out. So he's struggling through some stuff now. Yeah. Okay, so you get him an A. I'm going to go B-plus on Carter. Probably had him an A before the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, Fletcher Cox. Cox always seems to be there making big plays. I'm so, giving him an A. I think he's yeah, been great this year. Yeah. Like, he's really shown me something with his age, you know. Yeah. I'm, going, he's been I'm a, going A. been a good leader for that team, too. Yeah. What do you, what do you, uh, what's your grade for Cox? Cox would be an A. Okay. Milton Williams, Mr., uh, Mr., I don't know what we'll call him, underrated, Mr., uh, I don't know, this guy, I, I love Williams. I mean, how many players have a guy that they can bring off the bench like Williams that's as good as this guy? They can make plays, yeah. Uh, I think he's a solid B, B plus. Yep, I'm going to give him a B plus. You going to go B or B plus? Uh, I'll go, I'll go B. 
Okay. BN Williams. Yep. Jordan Davis. Yeah. B plus. Wow. I'm going to go A on him just because I think he is the main reason why they lead the league in uh, stuff run. And run. Yeah. Stuff and run, but would love to see him just get a charge. Yeah. I mean, uh, he had some passers early in the season, but we haven't seen much of it lately. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to go A because I see his primary purpose is stopping around, and that's what he's excelling at. Uh, it would be nice to get a extra pass rush room for sure, especially as big as he is. Yep. And Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith haven't seen enough of yet. Uh, Game of grade or incomplete? Kind of an incomplete. Okay, I agree. It, we'll do incomplete on him. Even the sack that he does have, nobody blocked him on the play. So yeah. it's like you better get to the quarterback. Yeah, uh, but he's quick and fat. Like he looks, he looks the role, and I think he's going to develop into a beast. But incomplete right now. Yeah, I think he needs to put a little more size on. Um, I think the Eagles need to give him a little more playing time though, so he can start getting more experience and build yep. off of next year. I think as the season goes on, I think you'll probably see a little bit more of Smith being in there, especially since last game they benched Barnett, so he didn't even suit up. So. Yep. All right, let's go to linebacker. This will be quick because there's only three of them. <laughs> yep. uh, Zach Cunningham. Cunningham's been great. I think uh, totally B+. Agree. I'm going to actually give him an A. B plus and an A. Yeah, he's been – and, you know, the, the seats that we had at the Dallas game, I was amazed how fast this guy is. Like, he was fast. making plays sideline to sideline, and I'm like, man, thank – I didn't realize. And he's like in his eighth year. This guy is yeah. not a young – and he's he was flying all over the field in that Dallas game. I was yeah. shocked. I think he's able to fly because he knows from that experience of having eight years in, he, he doesn't take long to diagnose plays. Yeah. Sometimes he gets shoved out of the way because he's on the lighter side. But but his speed surprised me. I'm surprised he's fast as he is. You know, he is. Being as, as old as he is. He's not a young guy anymore. Um, so, yeah, I give him a good solid A. I think he's been good against the run, and I think he just seems to get better every game. Like, he just seems to be improving as the year goes on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm giving an A, and hopefully he continues that because we need him for sure because we are very shallow at linebacker. Um, Nicobe Dean. Dean is a C. I agree. I'm with you there. Not, I might even give him a C minus, actually. Yeah, I'll give him a C. I'll be fair. He's a rookie, you know, first year. But he's been unimpressive, and uh, Morrow's outplayed him. So uh, Morrow is definitely outplaying him. Yeah. And Dean might be out for the season, by the way, because he's got the Liz Frank, and they don't think he's going to be back. So. We may not see Nicole Dean back the rest of the year. No, it's, I'm happy for Morrow because Morrow gets more play. Yeah, he's earned it. I mean, he's been way more impactful. Morrow's been a pretty good linebacker. And you got to give a guy a lot of credit. This is the guy that the Eagles cut before the season started. Yeah. yeah. I give Morrow a solid B. Yeah, I agree. Wouldn't go with B. Another guy we need both of those guys to stay healthy, man. Fingers crossed. We got no depth behind him at all. No, um, but the Cowboys just lost Vander Esch for the season. So, yeah, he was out for the last couple of weeks anyway, though. So, um, yep. they've been playing pretty well without him. But yes, that is still a loss, no doubt. All right, safety. City Brown. We'll start off on him. Yeah. See. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we got to be uh, – I mean, we both like this guy a lot, and I think yeah. he's going to be our starting safety at some point down the road. But he's definitely got some um, – you know, he's learning. He's learning. He's always all effort, so I got to give him at least a C for that. Um, but, yeah, he's been um, – you know, he's out of position sometimes, and he's um, taking some bad angles of tackles. So I think a C is a – you know, hopefully by the end of the year that, that moves up to a B, you know. Yep. Um, but I think C is a appropriate grade for him. Um, this guy we may want to put, I put him on the list cause he's going to come back this week, which is going to help our secondary is, uh, Evans is coming back off the IR. <clears throat> he hasn't, you know, he's p- kind of played spotty throughout the year. Um, we've had, he's had to start when, cause of injuries and stuff. So what do you, um, what's your grade on Evans or should we put incomplete for him? Well, I think he's a B. He played enough, and the Eagles' pass defense was pretty good. It was better right? when he was in there. Yeah, it was definitely better with him in there. So I'd give him a B because they took a hit without him. Yeah, he they definitely take a hit without him. So I'm glad he's coming back. I'll go, I'll go B minus. I think he's definitely a B category for sure. Um, this will be an interesting one. Kevin Bayard. Yeah, incomplete. I don't, I don't think totally he's at incomplete, all. but I'm going to give him a grade because he's got two full games now. I mean, it's enough for me to give him a grade. It's disappointing because I expect way more than we've seen from this guy. So hopefully it's just that he's learning a new, you know, he's new. And I expect him to be, he's another guy that I expect his grade to be much higher at the end of the year. Um, you could definitely go incomplete on him. That's that's fine. He's only played two games. I'm going to say, I'm only going to give him like a C minus. Like, or I'll give him a C. I'm not going to give him a minus. I'll get, I would take the minus away only because he's he's just started. But he's got to play better. Yeah. He's been, dis- agree he's been disappointing so far. You want to give him a grade or stay incomplete? No, I, you know, if I did give him a grade, it would be a C at the best. So. Right, we'll put C down. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't made any splash. If he had a splash play by now, I'd be like, all right, good. B. Yeah, he hasn't even made like one splash play yet, too. You're right. Not, not one. Um, so, yeah, he's been a huge disappointment. I definitely need to see more out of him for sure. Um, Blankenship. Yeah, Blankenship I'll give a B plus. I think there's plays that he would want to have back, but he at least has gotten an interception or two. What's yeah. he got on the two interceptions? He's got two. He just, yeah, he's tied with Slay for the team lead. Yeah, so you know, and he got ding, he got banged up early. Yeah, he's been playing hurt. He's missed a game. Yep. I agree. I go B plus also for for Reed. I think it's a good fair score. Cornerback um, Slay. A B plus. Agree. B plus. I like that. I was thinking teetering on A, but I'll go B plus two. He's definitely not been the problem. This guy's been the problem. Bradbury. Yeah, I don't. Might be my first D. It'd be yeah. So I don't know if I can go that low because he's one of those players where I'm like, you know, if he missed, it's not like he's getting smoked. That's the thing. He's not getting absolutely smoked. He's just not making plays, you know, and they're going after him too. That's why I can't go D with him. He's there. Yeah, I won't go D. I was kind of kidding. I'm not going to go D. But he makes you want it just because you're like, hey, you're supposed to be better. But um, he's bad enough. See, I'd say a C. You know, he's probably a C to C plus. And I think if you were missing that, if you weren't on the field, we'd be like, oh my god, we need Bradbury back. Well, that is true. No no doubt about that. So, yeah, for that reason, I would say probably a C plus for Bradbury. C plus. I'm going to go C. I'll do an even C. I'll do an even C. Um, here's your boy. He's next up. Rex. 
Yeah, Rex, he got smoked against Dallas. <laughs> he had a bad game. Yeah. Well, he, he learned a lot, right? You don't learn unless you get beat. But, uh, you know, he's – I definitely expect him. I would say he's definitely a D plus. Wow, D plus. you dropped him that far. Yeah, because he got he, – He did he, play all over game against Dallas. Yeah. Like if, if there was one bit of like, oh, okay, there's there's the balance, there's – but he got just completely – I'm going to stay at D. I'm going to actually be at D plus. I thought that I'd be lower than you, but I'm not going to go any lower than D plus. Yeah. I, I think he's got talent. I think he's got some speed. He, they're sticking him on the outside when he plays, which is a tough thing to cover CD lamb, you know, but, but, but do something like there was nothing. Yeah. So uh, I'll go D plus. All right. This guy could be an incomplete. Also, he hasn't played much. Uh, Roby. Yeah, Roby, I don't know. Like, I'd call him incomplete. I haven't yeah, seen I'm going to call him incomplete, too. All right, here we go back to offense. We'll wrap it up. Uh, wide receiver, <laughs> this is a no-brainer. A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J.'s an A-plus. I mean, without a doubt. We don't have to spend any more time on A.J. Uh, Devontae Smith. Devontae's an A-plus. I agree. Actually, I'll give him an A, just because that big drop that he had in week six or whatever it was. I get, that, that's going to take his plus away. That was such a huge trial. It was a Jets game. That's one. Yeah. The Jets. True. I mean, yeah, that one keeps him from an A-plus for me. Solid A, though, for, uh, for Devontae. Um, Quez Watkins. Oh, my God. Like, we're it's not It's kind of incomplete. He's only played one game, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think he's just – I think he's he's, he might not get his position back. I, I don't even think he's going to be back. We got to put sure. incomplete because he only played one game. But it's disappointing, no doubt. Um, uh, Jones. Julius Jones, Julio Jones. Almost we'll see what happens. <laughs> I expect him to get maybe four catches against the Chiefs to take some of that Dallas Goddard space away. Yeah, so they're gonna, he, he's going to have to. He's going to have to definitely uh, be used more with Goddard out. I think. Yeah, I got to give him an incomplete because I he just he hardly yeah, you know, he has to drop the ball. He's caught everything that's been thrown at him, but it's been like two passes maybe yeah. three. I don't know. Hopefully, we have a better grade for you in this season. You know, uh, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is kind of like just a C, you know? I'm going to give him a B minus. I think when he's been thrown to, he's caught everything. And, caught a touchdown, um, but. Caught a touchdown pass. Uh, I'll give him a B minus for a number three guy. He's been he's been okay. Okay. What do you get him, C? Yeah, C. Okay. I, I think they can find a million guys to do his job. True. True. But at least he's catching the ball. Yeah. Which puts him above Watkins. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, tight ends. Another quick one. Dallas Goddard. Yeah, so Goddard's an A. I'm going to give him uh, a B plus. I don't think it's his fault. I don't think the Eagles were throwing too much. But yeah. I'm going to give him a B plus, nevertheless. Uh, and yeah, now we're going to find out how much you're going to miss him, that's for sure. Uh, they don't be now. Um, Jack Stoll. Falls like a solid B minus, right? Yeah. I, I never does in the pass game, but he's always out there. He blocking. blocks well, and he does catch whenever they throw the ball to him. It's not like he drops it, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see that Monday night game against the Chiefs. What they do without Goddard? Are they going to throw? Is uh, Cal Cal Tutra? What's his name? Cal Calcaterra. Calcaterra is he? I'm the one that's usually butchering their names. I mean, I would love to see him. Like they they were all about his speed and stuff. So, but the guy's been injured forever. Yeah, so, he's like, got concussion issues. 
Like yeah. in college, he had major concussions, so uh, that's why he he fell in the draft. Yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Julio and Stahl and Calcaterra in the in that game. But that would be an interesting thing to watch on Monday night. Running backs, DeAndre Swift. He's an A. Solid A for me too. He's been great. I just uh, I just hope he's not wearing down right now. Um, Penny. <laughs> if there's anybody incomplete. that gets an incomplete, it's him. Yeah, incomplete. He's uh, skipping it a lot. Yeah. Gainwell. He's a B minus, maybe a C plus. I'm going C plus with Gainwell. You know, he he's definitely not living up to expectations, and I, and my expectations were high. Higher than mine. Yeah. He, yeah, my expectations are higher than yours, but I think the Eagles still view him higher than I do. I, and I think he's, I way under, he's way underproducing according to what the Eagles expect. Yeah, they use him way too much, way too much. Plus the fumbles. I mean, he makes some good plays here and there, but it's almost like the Texting team, people on the sidelines. Yeah, that that doesn't, you know, I, I he's, he's, yeah. It's in the C category, C plus for game off. All right, I'll give him a C plus also. What I do like is with that game that he did fumble, if you remember that opening second drive, yeah, he it was. They threw to him a bunch of times. He made some big plays, so it was good that yeah. he was able to, you know, recover from it pretty quickly. That showed me something. Yeah, and he can still catch. And he had that spinning, running touchdown a couple yeah. weeks ago. That- yeah, I mean, you could definitely do worse than him. But I just, it's to me, it's not really gain well. It's just like you got better players. Just use yeah. Swift more, or use yeah. Penny yeah. even, or or Scott. Scott, yeah. you know. I want- any in front of game ball. That's speaking for sure. of Scott, he's got to be incomplete because you know yep. he's hardly played. Yep. Um. All right. Quarterback Jalen Hurts. Jalen's yeah. a solid A. I will give him a. I'm going to give him because he's had too many turnovers a B plus. So I think keeping him from an A. Stop turning yeah. the ball over, and he he'd be an A. He's getting better. Like he's playing a the last few games, so that's a good thing. Yeah. He's trending in the right direction for sure. Hopefully, at the end of the season, that's an A for me. Yeah, um, he's, and uh, he's he's just you throw in the intangibles though, and I'm like, no, he's well. The never intangibles left. are yeah, yeah. That's true. Maybe I should give him an A minus. I don't know. I'll keep him at B plus for now. Um, Jake Elliott, kicker. A plus. A plus for me too. And punter, man. C plus, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I put like, him on here. I mean, he hasn't punted. He punted well against the Cowboys. And yeah, he did punt well against the Cowboys. So, uh, you know, maybe C plus. C plus I don't know. I'm going to give him a B minus. I know how many times you rate the punter, but, you know, I just figured. Yeah. Uh, I give him a B minus. Uh, and then Cubby, kick return, uh, punt returner. Yeah, Cubby's a. B minus. B minus. That's a good degree. I'll give him a B minus. All right. So that's uh, that runs through it, and it gets us right to the forty-three minute mark. So, with the last minute and fifteen seconds of the show, uh, give us. I'm going to do a preview show for the um, for the game in a couple of days, probably Friday. But since we got you on here now, give me your give me your thoughts on the Monday night matchup with the Super Bowl rematch, Kansas City Chiefs on the road. They gotta get Mahomes. They gotta. They have to catch Mahomes. 
Um, they can't let them scramble just fast enough to get these 10, 15-yard gains, which killed them last time, and I don't think they can. So I think the Chiefs are going to win somewhere in the range of like 31 to 28 or something like that. Uh, agree. Agree. I think we both had the Chiefs losing this game in our preseason. No, you actually had them beating the Chiefs. Yeah. So you're changing your pick now to a loss. I did have them losing. Um, so let's see. I mean, this is definitely a game the Eagles can win, and I think you nailed it. I'm going to spend more time breaking down the game on Friday uh, for those out there. Uh, so make sure you come back to Philadelphia Eagles Taco Jeff for that. But I do think the number one key to game, you just said it. They have to. If there's one game the D-line needs to get to, to the quarterback, it's this one. they got yep. to get the Mahomes. He doesn't have the weapons that he normally has other than Kelsey. That's the other, that'd be my second key is somehow contain him, which they probably won't be able to do, quite honestly. Expect Kelsey well, to have a huge game, I'd imagine. Come on, Taylor Swift. Let's be a distraction as much. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they spent too much time traveling during the bye, and he's going to be focused for the game on Monday. That's possible. Yeah. So the, the T-Swift factor. We're right at 45 minutes, and I'm going to hold to my promise. We're going to let Matt go, and thank you all for tuning in, as always, to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Matt, any parting words here before I let you go? No. Thanks, Jeff, and go Birds. Let's go. Go Birds. A loss doesn't mean they're going to lose. Let's go get the Chiefs. Exactly. That doesn't mean we're rooting for them to lose by any stretch. We're just uh, both thinking that this is going to be a tough one, especially on the road. Patrick Mahomes, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, We'll see, though. I mean, there's definitely a winnable game for the Eagles, and let's hopefully pull it out here on Monday night, and uh, certainly we'll be back for the post game of that one, too, so make sure you come back. Matt, thanks again for joining the program, as always. You're always welcome back uh, when uh, whenever you can make the time. Everybody else, thank you for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Let's go, Birds. Monday night, the bye is over with. Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football. Until next time, thanks for listening. Take care, and we'll catch you after, We'll catch you on Friday for the preview Chiefs Eagles game. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.